Hi, this is Rob Wilson. Welcome to this week's edition of the Employco USA HR podcast. Uh, during our podcast, we, we uh, discuss a variety of trending HR topics. T- today joining me is uh, Jason Eisenhut, our Vice President of HR. Hi, everybody. And Scott Wilson, my partner at uh, Employco USA. How you doing? And we have Edgar Navarro working the board. So thanks for uh, thanks for listening to this week. It's a uh, it's a historic week uh, this week on the HR front. The Department of Labor published the new regulations regarding overtime. So it's a uh, it's a, a big change in the current way that uh, way and limits that uh, people will view overtime. So how often does this happen? The the last time the Department of Labor changed the salary threshold, which is kind of what we're here today to talk about, was mm-hmm. 2004, which was actually the year that uh, Facebook was introduced. So it's been a while. Wow. Yeah, so it's been a few years, but uh, they uh, they changed it quite substantially this year. So it's a uh, a big increase. So Jason, can you summarize the changes that the Department of Labor announced today? Sure. the The biggest change was the uh, salary threshold, which is the dollar amount where employees are automatically eligible for overtime. Today, that salary threshold is twenty three thousand six hundred and sixty. So any employees who earn less than twenty three thousand six hundred and sixty today are automatically eligible for overtime. The new law, which kicks into effect December 1st, that salary threshold more than doubles to 47476 So if you have a manager today or a supervisor who earns $45,000 in a year, that person, if, you, if left unchanged, will actually become a non-exempt hourly paid employee, and that employee will begin to become eligible for overtime, regardless of their job duties. Uh, employees who earn more than 47000 will still need to be subject to a job duties test, which where companies will evaluate their their job, their responsibilities, independent discretion, see if they fall into one of the protected exception categories like executive, administrative, professional. So if you have employees who are earning above 47000 and they fall into one of these accepted categories, they may be eligible for to be an exempt employee, which means they're salaried and not eligible for overtime. So with the announcement today... When does that go into effect? Uh, December 1st. So we do have some time to prepare, and uh, we'll go through some preparation and what we recommend for employers. But luckily, the uh, Department of Labor didn't give us the minimum, which would have been 60-day advance notice, which would have put us around mid-July. So employers do have some time before December 1st to get ready for this. And, and it had uh, discussions began last year on, on this uh, rule, and the Department of Labor received over 300,000 comments and uh, comments, emails, faxes from a variety of, of businesses giving their input to the, to the uh, pending regulation. The, uh, not to be political about it, but they, they did push this up quick enough so that we'd go into effect in December. So whoever the new, next president is, it, uh, they won't be able to do anything about it. Yeah, so and the new regulations uh, automatically adjust the salary threshold every three years, so this may not have to be revisited and kind of new final rules and proposed rules passed for a while because it'll be tied to inflation or some other kind of automatic hike increase, which around, if they estimated around the year 2020, this new salary threshold will jump from 47000 to around 51000 So employers should keep in mind that this is going to be ever-changing Every three years, we'll we'll see a new salary threshold. So it's a huge impact uh, to uh, to businesses of, of all sizes. Uh, some statistics that were announced today: sixty four percent of small businesses will be affected by this uh, by this new rule. The uh, Obama administration estimates the cost at two hundred and fifty five million. Though the NFIB, the National Federation of Independent Businesses, are estimating the cost at eight hundred and seventy four million. 
uh, for wages compliance, a variety of things. And uh, one of the areas is when you look at uh, compliance side, the your, your HR department, your payroll processing, your your software that you're using, everything's going to need to be uh, be updated. Right, and that's what I was thinking, sitting here, just hearing the numbers on a small to mid-sized company that does the payroll in-house. The fact that this is going to be a reoccurring every three years. It's going to really throw some uh, complicated matters into things. Yeah, they're estimating a little over 4 million U.S. workers will be affected by this in some way. Um, And employers have a few different strategies to at least start being prepared for it or combat that or look at some other ways of uh, mitigating their losses. When you look at uh, Vice President Biden in the announcement uh, this week said that uh, Overall, uh, wages will be $12 billion increase in wages over the next 10 years. Billion with a B? Billion with a B, wow. yes, $12 billion. So as Jason was uh, alluding to, businesses are scratching their heads saying, all right, I've, I've recovered, or in some cases almost recovered, or I'm doing better after the last recession. Now I'm, I'm going to be coupled with uh, pretty substantial increases. What do I do? So we're, uh, we're already beginning to s- discuss strategies with our clients and uh, throw some ideas out there because December 1st is going to come around pretty quick, so you really you need to be prepared. So, uh, Jason, uh, what's some of the strategies that we're seeing out there? So the first thing that we recommend employers do is look at that group of employees who are earning between the 23000 number and the 47000 number. So employees who are exempt today, which means they're probably salaried. So salaried employees who are earning between 23000 and 47000 who are those employees? And generally... How many hours per week do they work? If they're working around 40 hours today, there's probably not much to change because you won't have to worry about overtime. But if employees do work overtime, one strategy we're seeing from clients is that they're going to limit overtime. They're going to say, uh, all employees, we have a new policy. We ask for your that you to um, put in a request prior to working overtime to get approval because obviously time and a half wages are more than the, the regular wage hourly wage. Um, if they leave employees hours the same, so if someone's going to continue working 45, 50, 60 hours a week, they might lower the person's hourly wage to account for that extra time and a half wage to make sure that they're maybe earning the same. So if a supervisor today is earning $45,000 a year and they're working 45 hours a week, they might adjust the person's hourly wage so that they continue earning 45000 a year continue working 45 hours a week. And you've, uh, Jason, you posted out on our website some uh, some good examples on our EmployCo blog about that. So your, your $45,000 person, presently they're making twenty one sixty two an hour. They're averaging 45 hours a week. Now, uh, if, uh, if by adjusting their base pay or hourly pay, you would, uh, and taking into account their overtime, you're going to, you'd be effectively reducing their hourly rate to eighteen twenty two. So right. you're gonna, you'll make the same amount of money, but theoretically your hourly rate is going to be uh, is, will be will be reduced. And so, some of the employees, some of the companies have different benefits for different classifications of employees. So some companies say we're going to offer a different set of medical plans or a different set of premiums or a different vacation policy or PTO policy for salaried versus empl- hourly paid employees. So that same employee who might switch from a salaried employee to exempt employee or non-exempt employee might also see benefits be reduced. Right, so you uh, you qualified for certain benefits before. Maybe it's extra vacation time. Maybe it's uh, will you pay more for your, your health insurance as a company. A variety of benefits. So those could change as you go from exempt to, uh, to non-exempt. And uh, 
as well now the you know the economy starts to um, goes into recession in the next couple of years or your business is down or for whatever reason you as a business decide I'm going to reduce the amount of overtime and uh, we're just going to eliminate overtime that person just took a pay cut yeah and and another part that companies hopefully will consider and then we'll we'll help our clients through is the communication part because they're might be a hit to morale if someone if a, there's a salaried manager supervisor today earning 45,000 they become hourly employee a non-exempt employee that manager may consider that a demotion like I was part That's of a the point. executive group before now I'm going to have to start tracking my time on a timesheet and turn that in so it might be a, a, a kind of a drag down to morale and that employers really need to craft a good communication policy either specific to employees or a company-wide announcement and this is on such a massive scale that it affects everybody. It's not like a corporate decision where, well, I'll go work somewhere else. This is the status quo now. So they have no other option, but they're now, if you're below that threshold, you're now an hourly hourly person, correct? Right. So, so another strategy that some of our clients might consider doing is raising. So if let me, maybe a, um, a salaried manager supervisor today is earning 49000 or let's say 46000 the company might consider moving them up to the salary threshold, 47000 If it's a small enough increase and the employee's expected to work extra hours, that might be the way to go. If it's a small enough pay increase, they can still be an exempt employee and work, continue working extra hours without the employer having to worry about overtime. Right, so then you're not worrying about overtime. The person stays on the same exempt level from a benefit standpoint, so it could be a win-win, but it's still, a, still an increase. Right, so right. then in, in some cases, someone's at that uh, threshold, and you do your uh, your raises and performance reviews. Usually in December for a January 1st, you may want to push that uh, push that up a month. Right. And one, one other part that kind of is the, the hidden concern is that if employees today are making 45000 and they're kind of at home checking their emails on their phone or a telecommuter, it's something that employers are going to have to really – carefully monitor and maybe even create That's a right, new policy. That's right, because they're on the clock. Right. Yeah. right, so, uh, and that brings you to the uh, to the handbook side. A, a big part of your handbook is going to have to be adjusted because now that uh, that 40-hour person that, you know, how many people, so many people have your, your company email on your phone, but you're not required to check it, but now 10 o'clock at night, you check it, and uh, you come back in and say, well, I checked my email, and I want overtime. Yeah, so, so some companies might still leave the software or the email access on someone's personal phone, but say, please check with us with a, for approval before checking in, or, or we'll call you if we need you to jump on email. Or make a disclaimer that says, if you do check this, you're doing it on your own voluntary mm-hmm. time, and right. it's not uh, not sanctioned by uh, by the company. By the company. That's a big, uh, big issue to address. The uh, one from an economic side, and two from a uh, uh, from a company morale standpoint, to make sure you, uh, as a business, you do it right. So, and then going back, you had mentioned that it was on your blog today. Uh, the blog can be reached at uh, www.employco.com. And then from a fielding question standpoint. Right, and if you uh, if you have questions, we'd love to answer your questions. And uh, easiest email address is uh, hr at employco.com. So, thanks, for, thanks for listening to the uh, podcast this week. And uh, we've got uh, some exciting topics coming up in the next few weeks. Sounds great. Thanks. Have a great day. Have Thank a great you, day. Thanks. Thanks.